bitches, 2021. And gentlemen, most likely ladies, but also gentlemen. Welcome, everyone. Everyone. Everybody. Hello. How are you? We're here. I'm here. We are here at, well, Kara is kind of here. I mean, not in the same state here, but. (laughs) I'm in Arizona. In Arizona, because. 340 here. Which is crazy. Uh, Kara is in the future. I'm in the past in California. Um, but I do have a, a drink because to start the new year and our first like episode-ish of the year, I am drinking, Kara. What is it? There's drink? no ice in it. There is no ice because I don't like ice. That's honestly gross. But anyways, here's Okay, wait, wait, wait a second. No, wait a second. Now I feel like I have to defend myself. I do have a straw, but I don't like ice in my drinks without a straw, but, um, because I don't like the feeling, this is so strange, I don't like ice against my lips. So you're, okay, I can, like, see that, but, like, (laughs) a a cocktail without ice? Well, I mean, the, it's still cold, I, the Diet Dr. Pepper, so this is a Diet Dr. Pepper with whipped cream vodka and the Diet Coke, (laughs) the Diet Dr. Pepper, excuse me was in the fridge so okay that makes it a little better I kind of thought it was like just oh my god I would never drink a lukewarm like a cocktail are you kidding a lukewarm (laughs) Dr. Pepper in general like let's back up that's (laughs) lukewarm whipped cream vodka but your drink sounds so good what's what's the name of it because now it's your drink now it's my drink Mm um pandemic pleasure that's so, did you just make that up? I just made that up. That's pretty good. I really <laughs> like that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you could call it, um, like, deep, no, wait, hold wait on. Wait a second. <laughs> DP, but instead of Dr. Pepper, it stands for, like, like something pandemic. Like, but also, it's de- double penetration, so it's, like, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> Okay. All right. You well, yeah. I'm going to think on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I did have a little weed tea prior to this recording, so. It's chill. Saturday. It's chill, but maybe that didn't make a lot of sense. Well, you're not <laughs> drinking weed okay. tea now, right? What are you drinking? This is true. Now I'm drinking. I actually don't really know. You just grabbed it. a can from your fridge with no regard? I Well, we have two. This is a local beer, but I'm trying to understand what it's called. It's brewed at 1912 Brewing Company in Tucson, which is cool, which so is where beer, I am right now. It's just a beer. It's called Ta, I think it's called Ta Weno. T-A space W-E-N-O. That's Spanish. Looks like a cool can. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm going to just If you're listening, you can't know, but it's cute. You ready? Are we going to crack it open? Yeah. Can you hear it? Yeah. Kind of. I heard a hiss. Yeah, it was really hard to open. I was like, oh, this is difficult. I'll cheers you. Cheers. So, Kara, we are here. Good. We're about to talk about Queen's Gambit, but what's going on with you? What's new? What's what's life like? We're we're in a new year. Oh yeah, it's 2021. I haven't been here in a while. Hello, Alex is a sweet, busy angel bee. She's being with all these cool authors and book people and I love it, chef's kiss. Um, <laughs> but I am in Tucson, Arizona, baby. I moved Ooh. here like two weeks ago. So right now, I sent the picture to Alex, but 
I don't have internet still. Uh, so you're resting on, I, I believe it is a gardening box, like a small gardening box flipped over <laughs> on top of a container of juggling balls, like for juggling. Which I have lots of questions. Curtis used to juggle. I don't know how- So well he doesn't juggle currently? Anymore. You know, I haven't seen him bring out the job. Well, I, I brought him out, so maybe <laughs> we'll see what him. happens. I'll, maybe he'll become that clown he's always wanted to be. Um, and then you're resting on one of those pop, the, what are those toys with like the big head, the pop? Funko. Thank you so much. You're resting on that for a guy called Caustic, who is in a game that Curtis plays all the time, but I don't remember what the game is called. Um, Over something, I think. Overwatch. Like fight. You is that sound? Do they all get flown in from the sky? And they I don't down know. I just know that's what a game is called with the word "over" in it. Wow! They, this is like, somebody, <laughs> yeah. please help! Anybody? Please hello? Help. Who knows how to juggle? Who knows about these games? We need you on the show, please. <laughs> that's me, though. That's it. Kind of. Yeah, I'm in Arizona. It's really pretty. Um, anybody listens who's in Arizona, like we can't hang out, but like we could be friends, like, you know, um, just Woo. reach out to me. I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> She's been there two weeks. So give it some this time. Give I it need some space. Time. Please calm down. I am a Virgo. Like, don't be <laughs> on my shit. Jeez. Alex, what's going on with you? Nothing surviving. Everything's going good. Everything is steady. So I guess that's all we can hope for. I mean, other than like, the world is not necessarily steady you know we had a little bit of a rough january 6th sort of storming of the capital sort of oh my god beginning of the year 30 years ago oh god yeah i guess it was um so that was a little bit of a rough start i was a little worried but uh things seem to be looking up in all ways shapes and forms so um yeah nothing's really i don't have any major updates uh, work is going good. Life is going good. Um, like I'm excited. We have lots of fun things planned for the podcast. And we just started, uh, Car mentioned it, our um, interview series where we're hoping to bring authors on. I'm hoping to bring in some PR people and some people in publishing and kind of just getting a lot of different, and some bloggers and some bookstagrammers. I want like all pieces of the book community to kind of come in and give us their <laughs> slice of life uh, of uh, situations. So that's been kind of exciting to start. Um, and that's that's kind of that's kind of all I've got. That's just on. it. You know, you're just that's running the it. world. That's, that's it. Um, you Alex know, writing, has, living. She's so lazy, guys. Especially <laughs> about Alex. She will just sit and not do anything for hours. It's insane. I don't know how well, she does it. I did just kidding. Binge the Queen's Gambit. So I mean, granted, I that was like a that. month ago, but I did sit and we binged it, and it's true. I did watch the show because Kara was like, you "Need to watch it. I want to talk about it." So that's where we're at. We are here talking about Queen's Gambit, which it's on Netflix. Uh, so uh, definitely go watch it. And I'm just gonna lean right into this spoiler warning. This is going to. It's been out for a while, right? Like months and months. Honestly, so, since like October, I think. Right. So, so spoiler warning, uh, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. But if you're listening to this and haven't watched it, be prepared. We are going to talk all things Queen's Gambit and Queen's Gambit? Queen. Queen. I have the book. Queen. Queen. Is it Queen? Is it like the, like it is her Gambit or is it multiple Queens? It's the Queen. It's her Gambit. It's her Gambit. Gambit. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we're going to get into it. So definitely, um, give it a watch and we're going to lay it all out. 
it all out. Right on the table. It's going to be very <laughs> exciting. It was really good. Yeah, I did really like it. I, I have very, some, very good. I think it has a lot of really great, interesting elements to it. I, some good, some bad, but I think overall, um, uh, it was a really enjoyable series. And, uh, you know, I read something that like the Queen's Gambit, I forget, I wish I had it up right now, but essentially the person who ever pitched this spent like years pitching the Queen's Gambit, like hundreds yeah. of times and no one picked it up. And then like, suddenly because they said like essentially like no one would like a show about chess hey we would like a show about chess jokes we on like that chess. We, Carl, we like chess we actually do like chess we Wait, hold love on. chess we aren't just saying things for the fun of it we i think are well i don't know who who's better at chess you or your man's you think you can be honest here because <sighs> i didn't see um, you play well but really quick before you answer that but the reason we know chess, our boyfriends had a crazy chess match. It was out of control. The first time they before Queen's Gambit was even out. So this before, has been ongoing, ongoing. Before they they liked chess before, <laughs> you know, it was cool. I guess. I guess. So, but um, Alex says that she is a very good chess player. I think you play with have played with your dad. Yes, right. When your dad's a big dad. Mm-hmm. But I didn't yeah. see her like show her skills. So I'm well, just curious. My boyfriend's name is Matt, and he definitely uh, is really good, and I think he's better than me. I hate saying that out loud, but I think he is. But it's a challenging, fun game, so, um, you know, it's always fun playing with someone who's really good at it, so, um, but I don't think think I've beat Matt, honestly. We've played quite a few times, and I've not beat Matt at, I mean, that's, that's a sad confession. But well, that's not that sad, man. If he's been playing for like a long, long time, like chess is crazy. Curtis, shout out to my boy. He, so his grandpa was really, really good at chess. He was like, I am so sorry. I don't remember like all the tears of chess, but he was like fucking good at chess. Like he won a bunch of championships. Oh. Like he's good at chess. Um, so he taught Curtis how to play and Curtis is like one of those really high ranky chess people like i forgot what they're called he's been like what's your score just kidding i'm just kidding that's a queen's gambit quote you know what his is like does it really have one yeah oh yeah if you play on chess.com i've been playing on chess.com a lot lately because you play against computers and my score is like a 300 i'm fucking bad at chess so you (laughs) can you can find out if you sign up you can find out what your chess score is more you know try um there we go you got when Curtis curtis and matt played i don't remember who won did they play once or twice Curtis one. Curtis one. Yeah, I was like about to say, I was like, I think if he's coming in just like with all his skill. But he he said Matt was really good, but it was funny because like he had just first met you guys, so he didn't yeah. want to be like I fucking slayed him. But I think he was like, yeah, he had some good moves, and I'm like, baby, why didn't he just like slaughter him? That that's nice of Curtis. No, because Matt sweet. is good. Matt oh. is a very good. No, he said Matt is a very good chess player. So oh. there we go. Maybe they can rematch. Curtis well, that's what we want. We want a chess date. We want a chess double date uh, in the future. A, you know, when things ch- are. Chase. I keep telling no, Kara, as soon as we're vaccinated, I'm getting in that car, I'm driving to Tucson. I'm seeing you. We're going to meet in Sedona, actually. We talked about it. But so um, romantic. we're coming. We're, yeah, we're going to come. Bring the chess, chess. chess board only. <laughs> it's time. Honestly, <laughs> let's, I'm ready to go. I feel because Curtis hasn't played in a while. I would like to see that matchup again. And because they had first met each other, maybe they weren't playing like, you know what I mean? Maybe they're trying to be like, not as like- Gentlemen, trying to be gentlemen. gentlemen. I want to see blood. Yeah. I want to see <laughs> screaming. Kids are crying. Cats are on the, the floor. Just I want to see crazy <laughs> shit. And then we can play, but I'm not good. 
no, we can just have fun. We'll just drink wine and play. That's fine. Let uh, the boys what's your pursue. favorite? Yeah, that's true. We're not idiots. What's, what's your favorite idea? chess piece? This is an interesting question. Was it too hot? I know. I was like, shut up. What's your favorite chess Whoa. piece? Well, I've just never really thought about it. Uh, I prop. Uh, I, I love the uh, the knight because it's so twisty, turny, little weird, little weird. Horsey boy. Horsey boy is uh, is all awkward, coming in hot, and all his awkward angles. And I love like awkward. <laughs> you you know what you do, but you make it cool. I try. So that's nice. I like that. But so what's a queen's gambit? Anybody know? Hello? Anybody yeah, know email us. Notice? I mean, we watched Hello. the show, so. DM us on Instagram. She's O underscore Alice. <laughs> Please let us know what your queen gambit is. We are unsure. But, okay. we're unsure. but we enjoyed the show overall. We're, we're going to go through what are we liked and what we disliked. And we have some comments on like the story and all that sort of stuff. But it wouldn't be Book Babes and Bubbles if we didn't start, I mean, you know, X amount of time in with a buzzfeed quiz so i am going to give cara a buzzfeed quiz and if you've seen the queen's gambit i just thought this was really really hilarious we pulled up the buzzfeed quiz and the title of this buzzfeed quiz is literally everyone has a queen's gambit character that matches their personality and here's yours if you have an air mattress you're automatically benny (laughs) which is so true so uh I was like, dang. Um, so let's get into it. So here, there's the first question. Pick a chess piece. Knight, rook, bishop, or pawn? I'm going to say pawn because they are underrated. But now that I'm actually understanding how to play chess, you really, you got, you need those boys. You need you your do. little pawn You can boys. go get a you, queen. Take, yep. take it to the end, you get a queen. Take her to the gambit. Pawn is the uh, caterpillar that can turn into the butterfly of the chess world. That is so beautiful. <laughs> and it's so true. I didn't know that was a rule of chess. Oh, yeah. I thought that was fake. Yeah, but there you go. She could turn into that All right. butterfly. Pawn it is. So this one's kind of visual, so bear with me. It says pick a retro wallpaper. The first one is like green with like faint darker green squiggles very deck art deco the okay <laughs> i like that. nearly I like impossible that, yeah. oh well I and like then it. the other one is like a white bluish and green like wavy lines very okay. like 70s no, no looking. pink no pink no pink it's just like okay Got <laughs> it feels you. very unfair but uh, i like it and then the next one is like orange and browns and there's like diamonds and then the other one is more okay. like paisley-esque with like orange and yellow flowers very 70s flower child First of all, before I answer, I want you to screenshot that and then post it on Instagram because I really want to see what it is. Wait, I think I can share my screen. Let's do it. I can share. Let's do screen. it. Why Wait, not? what's on your screen? Be well, careful. Well, the, the qu- well nothing Any, wrong. Anything else? I, I don't know. <laughs> Dudley naked. <laughs> <laughs> but as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's because the guy who plays Dudley is in Queen's Gambit. Um, oh no, I'm so stupid. When I, uh, wow. You did a pretty good job of explaining that, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. I did not expect the second one to look like the second one. So I'm glad you told me that. Because, <laughs> ma'am, I'm going to choose 
Option three, those lovely orange brown square diamond situations, please. Square diamonds, got it. Square, square diamonds. Instead of blood diamond, it's a square. Square diamonds. Uh, choose an opponent. So if you've seen Queen's Gambit, we got four opponents. We got Mr. Shable, the janitor. Okay. We okay. got Borgov, the leading Russian. We no got way. Towns, the pseudo, not pseudo, the secretly gay guy who the relationship well, dude, friend, friend ends up yeah. becoming very close friend, but very you close. know, pseudo mm -hmm. almost, she was a crush on him. Um, and then the last one is Luchenko, which is the shaggy haired Russian dude that was all stoked on her beating him. And that was like one of her idols. Oh, absolutely. Real sweet yeah. old he man. Was, he was a very sweet old man, but I, I put him up as much as I love the janitor, I put him above the janitor. You're going to choose okay. Luchenko? I'm going to choose him. I'm going to choose him. All right. Mm. Pick a fancy chess set. We have like a black and white looks like just like a regular plastic like plastic board oh it's the harry okay. no, i'm just kidding there are descriptions i apologize please one please says a harry potter themed wizard chess set that's nice okay or a gold and silver metallic chess set okay a white and green onyx chess set or Ooh. a glass chess set glass for glass. sure that's classy <laughs> uh, pick a room to play chess in. We have like a really wooded library, very much like like parlor of sorts. Like that? Like a wood library. And then the next one is very like modern with like a brick wall and like a black staircase, very contemporary looking. Okay. And the next is like a white room with lots of couches, a lot of plants and open Ooh. windows, very clean. Uh, and the next one is like a table outside, not outside, but like in one of those breakfast outdoor, like almost like garden areas, oh. you know, with a, but it's inside, but outside. Like a glass box. It's actually called an Arizona room. Is that, are you lying? It's real. No, it's what's it called? There's an are you just here. saying that because you're in Arizona now? This happens to be true, but this is a true fact as well. Because it is, it's right. I, it's, I'm what imagining you're saying. It's like the room's inside but outside. It like yes. it's like outside. Yeah, that's an Arizona room. It's I believe. Oh God! Now you have to look it up because now I feel stupid if it's not. I'm pretty I'm sure it. it's called an Arizona room. There are a shitload out here, and I think they're super cool. You put your it cat. It is called an Arizona. I knew it. Or a catio if you have a cat. <laughs> Like, like cats out there. Okay, well, in Arizona room it is. I didn't, Ladies I no and gentlemen, idea. thank you for coming to our podcast. We'll <laughs> see you next time. Goodbye. Um, you know what? I am gonna choose the parlor because that sounds very like spooky, and I'm into that. It is. It kind of reminds me of um the Beauty and the Beast library situation, except oh, less this. shelves, more wood. Like that. Click it. Click click. I love it. Who are you? Oh. Oh, here we go. You got Beth Harmon, your, which is the main character in Queen's Gambit. You are magnetic even when you're not trying to be, which is so true. And honestly, sometimes you wish people would notice you a little less. And you're a thinker, always caught up in your own world, thinking your way through some problem or another. So you really value your alone time because of that. That's honestly, fun. all that is 100% true, except I am not good at chess. So we're close, but like not that close. I mean, you know what I mean? chess isn't really part of the equation in this description. That's true. You're right. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, I think, yeah, I see. I see it. I see it. I got short hair, you know? I got, look at that. Well, this is like <laughs> straight and the rest. Oh.
<laughs> so, I mean, I guess we knew this all along because we had heard about it, but The Queen's Gambit is a book. It actually, um, I just, we just bought, I just bought the book. We just, you got it on Kindle um, or on Nook. But um, we just found out that like The Queen's Gambit is a book and it's kind of an old book, like 1983. That's, that's before I was born, which definitely means it's before you were born. So, that's what they say. You act like like I'm 19 years old, man. My back hurts like everyone else. All right, please. I have anxiety just like everyone else. I'm not perfect. <laughs> so uh, I got the which I'm surprised how small it is. I don't know. I always like it's such a long Super series small. that like I expect it to be so beefy. But the original story, The Queen's Gambit, is by Walter Tevis. Tevis? Tevis? I don't really Ooh. know. Um, I don't know if any other book nerds out there, biblio bitches, have an opinion on this. What is your hot take on uh, movie book covers? Because when I went to go buy The Queen's Gambit, it gave you the choice. The Netflix cover or the semi-original cover uh, that actually does have a sticker on it that says Netflix original series. But what's your opinion? Car, what's your opinion on getting, do you get movie covers or do you get the original covers? Original, 100%. I bought um, Little Fires Everywhere, and mm-hmm. I was so, I mean, as much as I love both of the lovely ladies in the series on Hulu, uh-huh. I don't want the book to have that on there because, I, or like, I, I think I have a bunch of old books in here. Like, I definitely have um, the notebook that's like <laughs> the, the Ryan Gosling and like uh-huh. what's her face kissing in the rain I'm like listen I get it but like I just want the original one <laughs> I don't like them I just don't like it like I just let them have their original cover I feel you I got um a book uh this is where this is where you leave us by Jonathan Tropper mm-hmm. um was I guess they turned it into a movie with Jason Bateman and I had ordered the book and I guess oh. I don't know what happened but they sent me I think I ordered it through Barnes and Noble they sent me the the tv show or movie cover and I like went back to Barnes and Noble and I was like I need I need the original I this will yeah not, I don't this will not do and I returned it or exchanged it for the where's the your manager <laughs> I'm upset but it just looks I agree with you it just let the book just be like the book like let yeah. I have that you know what I mean like yeah exactly you know? um so I was glad to see that I could easily get it, it was it was semi hard to find the definitely the Queen's Gambit cover is super identifiable with her because the person who plays uh, Beth Harmon oh. she's got like that those big eyes so it does the cover did look really good and I was like I was tempted but I was like no I know myself I'm gonna want the yeah original. you're gonna be his, I will I do agree with you she is like so pretty Anna or Anya or whatever yeah and that cover is pretty cool like Netflix made a beau it was so it pretty so you know Anya Taylor Anya, Anya Taylor Joy um she was in and I don't know if you've seen it yet she's in Emma that came out a little bit previously, I which I heard is really good. I have not seen it, but yeah. actually after like, uh, this could be a totally different episode. I finished Bridgerton and I'm kind of in a historical romance sort of mode and they mm-hmm. redid Emma with her in it. And Emma is really funny. So um, I'm sort of all curious. I might have to go and go give that a watch. Uh, she Maybe. seems like such a good actress. She was. And she's I so was, good. Yeah. She's so good. And she's only like, I think she's like 23 or 24. She's very young. Yeah, she's a great. I, it was entertaining to watch her on the Queen's Gambit. I, I didn't really jump in right into it. I didn't know what to expect from Queen's Gambit because you had recommended it. I had my dad called me and like ridiculously recommended it. And I should really pull up his really hilarious review because he's so like matter of fact about things sometimes. Um, <laughs> 
because he was like, you need to watch it because of this. Um, but oh um, yeah, didn't he text you? <laughs> yeah, he texted me. My dad yeah, was like, like have you chat. watched Queen's Gambit? Here's my here's my review, colon. And then like literally wrote out like an entire paragraph review. I was like, I'm not Rotten Tomatoes. What are you doing? So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of are. Come on, let them have it. <laughs> um, but I didn't know like what to expect going into it. And like, it starts out and she's a child and she's in this orphanage that you find out because her mom died well wait back up the opening scene is actually her that's right france and you're like what the like going through her morning yeah uh, after she's wasted wasted she's like super late for her chess competition yeah and so you're like who is it and then it rolls like directly to orphanage right side note if i flip back to it is that where the woman is sleeping in the bed Yes, but you can't tell because, yes, because she has yes. super short hair. Yeah. So she's laying down, she looks like a dude. And I was like, Yeah, and you think it's this? a dude when you jump into the series, but you find out later yeah. because they do go back to that scene. But she actually slept with a woman, which kind yeah. of rolls into like, because I have some hard opinions about like the, the a drug addiction part, the drug and alcohol addiction part. But she was kind of on this spiral where she was like mm-hmm. sleeping with pretty much anyone uh yeah, a lot like, of chess dudes a lot of chess dudes, <laughs> chess dudes. Yeah. so it's kind of interesting because she I don't know like during that time you don't know but I think she's really finding herself and trying to figure out what she likes and who she likes and and that's all fine and dandy um but I think like alcohol really fueled that confusion and the pills mm-hmm. and um but obviously a lot of parts of the show don't provide the biggest explanations they always kind of leave it a little bit open like I even think like and just to put it out there, I think addiction is is not the main theme, but it's definitely a consistent mm-hmm. theme um, through the thing. So as someone who has grown up with um, dealing with, uh, you know, alcoholism and doing, you know, my family, I, my mom is a recovered alcoholic and go her. She's like super proud of her, but definitely. Ex- she's so awesome. She she's is so awesome. And she's a rock star. And so dealing with that and having, you know, you know, I think we've all had our like little dabbles with dealing with people with a drug drug addiction problems too. Um, And seeing that she had this pill addiction, there is one thing, because she's so freaking cute, um, uh, Beth Harmon is, I just don't think that you can take that many pills and drink that much alcohol and look as cute as she does every morning. Like, I just don't. She never looks super fucked up. It's the 70s, man. They, like, all the people in the, well, not a lot, you know, but all the, like, that look, the 60s, 70s look, you just look put together. You just slap on that. Yes, because your clothes are a little bit more. Yeah, your hair is, like, so good and done. But that's a really good point. She would not look that cute. Yeah, I just thought, like, they never show exactly how much alcohol and how much, how many pills she's doing. You definitely get, like, a you know a feeling for it that she's probably taking it almost every day she's definitely has a prescription and mm-hmm. you know um and maybe we should back it up actually i'm gonna back it up that uh you know car mentioned that the opening of the show is her sort of stumbling kind of hungover takes her pills goes and plays this guy borgov and um and then it flips back to when she's a kid and she's mm-hmm. kind of thrust into this uh orphanage and the way she became essentially a drug addict a pill abuser is from her orphanage experience i'm telling you man they really wanted to drug those kids up back then they did to keep them quiet giving them 
bad haircuts too. Yeah. And those had to be like, so in the show, she goes to this orphanage. She she loses her mom in a car accident, which you find out later that her mom kind of did it purposefully and committed like suicide with Mm -hmm. her in the car, which is so tragic up. super fucked up and she ends <laughs> up and, and she's really quiet beth garman is like a really quiet character and she goes to this orphanage and they give her like these drugs everyone has these gets these drugs to go to sleep at night and they're essentially i would assume in the 70s we can assume it's like a vicodin but i think because of the time frame i think it's like probably more like a quaalude like something really insane so yep because she took it well she meets this low i forgot her name what's the girl in the orphanage who becomes who becomes like her bff yeah her bff what's her name her name is i have it why don't they have her in imdb right here i don't see her either that's crazy hold on hold on we're gonna need to talk to the person who made queen's gambit she was a very important character. Yeah, I what? don't. That's a, that's a bit bullshit. IMDb. Her name is Jolene. That's her name in, in the, the show. movie. Yeah, what's in the name? show. In what's, the show. What's her name as an actress now? Because we need to shout her out since fucking yeah, no one else is. Wow, I am upset. That's crazy. Um, this is this is like it's so infuriating if she's not getting representation. She's such a she's so important. Good heart you see her like in the first moment moses ingram there we go moses ingram wow why is that not showing up you know where i had to find that from the queen gambit fandom.com that's outrageous shout out to moses ingram yeah what the fuck she plays jolene and she is freaking awesome she shows up she's already in the orphanage when Mm -hmm. beth arrives and uh immediately they sort of connect um and she kind of like teaches her the ways and she ends up becoming a really big part in the end because she shows up when she needs her most just like friends do and they do yeah so um (laughs) moses ingram she's awesome but um you know they give her those drugs and that's what weirdly is kind of crazy about the drug situation is that's essentially what helps her chess game yeah oh definitely that's like what made her want to play like chess i mean drugs are bad guys like listen you know but yeah. you know maybe you might be better at chess if you take some drugs <laughs> you never know you sit on the ceiling you know just play your games and memorize it we're and just it. like sit we're, at night we're doing it because that so the the drugs make her like all well crazy and jolene tells her to hold the drugs under her tongue until nighttime so this will come back into play when she meets the janitor dude whose name i can't remember mr something it's been a while mr schnabel mr schnabel um because then that's how she practices on the roof because she's all high which that's like one of my favorite uh parts of it's funny so from a writing perspective there are some things that really sort of were shocking to me because one of my favorite parts was this uh mr schnabel schnabel character that she learns chess from she goes and she lies so she can go play chess with this guy and he teaches her and he's a little resistant but i loved that relationship and when things sort of start to get out there i don't know if they just do this because they wanted to like 
punk you but like you know there's a scene where they like she she starts to become notable and starts beating people right they take her to that high school and she beats all the high school kids in the chess club blah 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 and then a photographer shows up and takes a picture with her the janitor and her and I was like oh no that picture's gonna show up and she's gonna get in trouble and he's gonna lose his job never became a thing never, never the photo never came up like, never like she must have appeared in some paper you know mm-hmm. I just wondered like if it affected it only showed up at the very end very cutely that he had that photo mm-hmm. in his office but like there were lots of little things that kind of were so open-ended that I thought like they hinted at something but they didn't explain it fully uh, obviously yes. some of that stuff is intentional yes. but that was one th- that storyline I wanted I don't know, mm. a little bit more. Um, but I do think it's funny that at the very end, she's like, when he passes away, that um, she's like, I owe him $10. And because he essentially gave her the $10 to actually even start Go her to career, the which like- Chess competition. To the chess competition. So sad. But yeah. I feel like they don't go into the relationship on purpose. Yeah. They I think they did it. Open. Yeah, they left it super open. So I think that's, I mean- really good right Netflix or the other guy I don't know we'll get to read the other books so, <laughs> yeah. da, 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 da. but I did really like that relationship it was very sweet I honestly low-key thought it was going to be creepy at first me too I, I was, was all worried mm-hmm. Def, I thought it was going into a very ominous direction but nope he influenced yeah. her beginning chess so I have a theory that the it. reason why Queen's Gambit did so well mass market wise is because mm-hmm. there is nothing negative or bad or sad. I don't know. I haven't yes. read the book yet, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything sad in the book. I'm really curious. I'm sure it's nothing like crazy, like creepy old man in here, or that would definitely mm-hmm. have been in it. But I, I think part of Queen's Gambit's success is because every chap, every chapter, every episode is happy i mean yeah she's got a drug addiction but you're not there's no creepy old man there's no, no like, creepy old man no like well there's some there's some sadness but it's nothing that is yeah. like monumental like triggering put it that way you you know what initially i agreed with you but then i just remembered the the relationship with the mom and the dad he yeah, but it's, and she killed but it's really subjective i feel like oh. they don't they don't key in like I'm going to go out on a limb here too. I don't know if this is a popular opinion, but I, as much as I, (laughs) as much as I like in the end, you know, appreciated that Beth had her mother character, the the woman who ends Mm -hmm. up adopting her. um, I didn't like how that started and it felt, I mean, I didn't like that she essentially, you know, her husband leaves her and Mm -hmm. then she finds out that she can make money with Beth because she's winning all these chess tournaments. It felt very self-serving and not really like helpful to Beth as a child. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I honestly was suspicious of her until the very end. And then I realized I got to take a step back, put my mom hat on. I'm not a mom. I'm just going to put her hat on and go, I think she's had a really tough time, right? She gave up her music dream and then got married. And then the the marriage was in shambles. She adopted this kid. And then, you know, I think she's just sad. Yeah, she's sad. So um, I think the relationship ended up good, but there was a part of me that was kind of like suspicious of her till the end. Although I Mm -hmm. do not deny that I think she was good for Beth and that they were good for each other. But I was yeah. always a little worried. But I think, I don't know if that's just me being pessimistic because obviously nothing really bad happens other than when she passes away. But yeah. um, I was always leery. I was always worried for Beth. because I don't know if that's just good writing because you want to protect Beth because she's different, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So I was always I, it a was very it, it was a very ominous tone throughout the entire thing. It was like this feeling of dread, and they wanted Alex. They got you. They got me. Like that's mm-hmm. what they wanted. They wanted this reaction. Yeah, it was just so well written. Now I feel like we have to read the book. Now we have to. It's <laughs> not that long. Like, we'll read it. Know. Yeah, it's like two pages. It's not. We probably like, won't do an episode script. on the book, but keep an eye out on our Instagram and we'll give some opinions. It's yeah. not that long and uh, Kara can rip through a book very quickly and I will try and rip True. through at the same time. So. I believe in you, okay? Yeah. We'll start our girl, Beth. It's not yeah. me, remember? I'm Beth Harmon. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so annoying. Um, so what uh, was your favorite part of Queen's Gambit, Cara? What what made you love the show so much? Because you were like, please watch it. I want to talk about it on the pod. I, um, other than we talked about before this, guys, just how beautiful Queen's Gambit is. It is eye candy. It's so nice. I love that, like, so old, like, oh, so stylized. Like, the um, they go to Vegas at one point. And it's just so cool. I just love that, like, vintage look. Also, her outfits. Oh, Chef's kiss. Oh, so good, so good. So other than the fact it was like aesthetically pleasing, I really liked um, just the protagonist of Beth because she wasn't perfect. And something about how they wrote her character really sucked you in. You yeah. just felt like you knew her, even though you And you wanted to protect her. Me. I always yeah, wanted to protect you're like, her. Beth, even though she was kind of like a bitch, which I love though. She They were like, here's this protagonist who is a very young woman. She's an orphan. She didn't come from a good background. And look at her. She's a bad bitch. She does what she wants. Like at the yeah. end, like she's just like, bye everybody. Bye America. Totally like, unapologetically yeah. herself, which uh, I love herself. Me too. Her, that character was so well-written. I re- that, I loved it. That was the reason yeah. I liked it. She was just such a well-written character. And that hair, just perfect. Yeah, always, always cute and perfect. No matter how many pills she took or booze. No matter how, no matter how many. Perfect. She always, you're very upset about that, but it's true. After a night of drinking, I did not look very I am a little upset about it because I, 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 and again, like, I feel like I'm such a harsh critic sometimes, but maybe it's because when you experience those sort of things, like, you know, the impact it has on your life and the people it affects. So mm-hmm. I think that like that element of perfection is a little fantastical. Um, yeah. But I think that there is an element to the show that actually is, it's it's a simple sort of fantastical, but like, you mm-hmm. know, the visuals of seeing the chest set on the, on the, on the, um, ceiling and the fact that everything is so stylized and beautiful and her outfits are beautiful I think there Mm -hmm. is a very sharp sense of magic to even her genius you know so um oh I I like that I do I think that so I I don't know because in the end although I'm sort of harsh on the addiction when I finished the series I finished it and I was like I loved that I really enjoyed it yeah Um, I just try to be very you know, make sure I give everything. I don't like calling anything perfect because I don't think anything really is. But, um, but I think that that might have been the more I think about it, the element of uh, maybe her taking it, it, because my focus on the addiction part, and I debated with my dad on this was not Mm -hmm. the main, it's not a main plot point. It's not like the driving force of it. It's her genius and her game. And those were things that she dealt with. And one of my favorite lines of that, of the show is, Mm -hmm. um, and I think Dr. the, the, the janitor says it is, um, when you're good at something, it's something along the lines of, um, when you're good at something, um, you lose something. Like when you're really mm-hmm. good at something, you're going to lose something. And I think yeah. that she lost herself in that addiction and, and everyone has their own battles and their own faults. 
in order to seek, you know, she had this thing that she was dealing with, but she almost had to deal with it in order to find herself as a chess player, like her own genius. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that that I, I'm gonna let it go is what I'm trying to say is the, you don't have to let it go I gotta let it go <laughs> all uh, right but um but I think overall everything was really good I did feel for Beth and her love life though I'm not gonna lie I mean everything I think I think that she owned that love life and she made those decisions like she was I mean she had every opportunity to bang that one guy that we definitely think is gay you know nope. like, what's his name I think she wanted oh uh his name is Towns there we go Towns yeah Towns like um, I, I think she owned her entire love life like she did what she wanted she chose and she lost her virginity you know yeah. what I mean she was like it's happening with this dweeb like let's do it and then just she I think that's another reason why I liked it she was just like literally bad bitch she was like hey again it's like the 70s but like I'm gonna do what I true I do think that that her addictive personality with drugs and alcohol also Mm -hmm. encompassed sex I think that she's once she kind of had the forbidden fruit with that like dweeb character like that stoner (laughs) guy I think she was like oh I like this you know it makes me feel good she likes things that make her feel good and she did Mm -hmm. own it a hundred percent I definitely agree I do think though because she's a bad bitch and she owns everything I think she really (laughs) did have a crush on towns and really wanted that to work she kind of always goes back to like this crush that she has on him and always kind of peeking Mm -hmm. out what's going on but when they meet in Vegas and they have that like moment in the room she wants to fuck him like she wants and then what's his face walks in he's like boom I gotta get my swim trunks or something exactly and then it becomes very like clear-ish that like he's probably gay and so so I think you had said like she could have fucked that Towns guy but I don't think so I think she knew immediately she couldn't have what she wants and mm-hmm. I think she is the type of person who's going to go claim whatever she wants because she knows how to get it. And she's smart about it. She's definitely not dumb. Um, but I think that that was a weird moment for her to go, oh, I can't have this. And he mm-hmm. wasn't very upfront with her. And they're also friends on top of it. So it's another layer like to be upset. And he was older. Friend. And he was older. Way older yeah. Than, yeah, not she, way older. But she was like, he was older. Less, um, like, she was 14 something like that when they first met so he definitely mm-hmm. had some sort of fascination with her and I want to believe that like he definitely had feelings for her in some way but um but definitely uh that was an interesting element what uh, side note of hilarity that scene where that guy comes in asking for his bathing mm-hmm. suit I was like oh I was watching it with with Matt and I go oh he's gay and Matt was like what how do you know I was like, because um, his boyfriend just walked in and there's definitely like in, in the 70s, like you couldn't just be like, I'm gay. Like you couldn't just say those things. Hello, <laughs> I'm gay. You know, so it's very much <laughs> yeah. like, I guess without saying it, but it was very obvious. So I thought that was funny that like, that a boy is so like oblivious. I was like, yeah, um, he's okay. Right. Gay. You know, yeah. I, uh, I get it, man. It's the 70s. Do what you want. Uh, yeah. But he's um, becoming the best friend, like the gay best friend at the very end. So I, he I really that. does. That makes me happy. He was a good character. He was. I loved him. Also not creepy, which was great. I just yeah. felt like every older man was going to be a creep to her. I think that's how they set it up, though. You're like, I don't trust yeah. you, sir. Towns, whatever yeah. your name is. Cities. <laughs> yeah. Get it? Cities. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so we are definitely like kind of jumping around a little bit, but like, so basically we're talking about, this is her career, man. She's like in it, she's bouncing around. She's getting mad money, but she, because of the drugs and alcohol, 
which you have mentioned she battled with, there's like comes a moment after her after her mom's death, she and was... I think after Dudley moved out. Undeadly, which we have to t- wait we have to pause on that so harry yes, Beltic is a character which mm-hmm. we were talking about this right before we started this episode me and cara were talking she was like uh what we were saying that we didn't recognize anybody because i said yeah. that anya was no from idea who them a movie were. <laughs> and you were yeah. like oh i don't recognize anyone i was like yes you do the guy who plays harry Beltic and his name is harry something or another harry melling um he is dudley in the harry potter series if you don't know this, you've got to know this. He is a Harry in Harry Potter. Um, and every time I saw him so in an crazy. episode of Queen's Gambit, because he's a reoccurring character and he's very, very mm-hmm. sweet, plus his heart. Good American um, accent. No, good he has like no trace, no trace of an accent. Um, so I think out of this is a total side tangent, but um people always give certain Harry Potter stars credits for uh careers outside of Harry Potter. You know, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma, uh Emma Watson, you know, and then people even talk about uh, how hot uh, Neville Longbottom that dude got. I don't know why mm-hmm. people do not talk about Harry Melling more. He appears in so many of some of my favorite things in the past year or two. Um big, big movies and he's awesome in it. He appeared in um the Ballad of Buster Shrug. Uh, Scruggs by um, that is directed by the Coen brothers that's on Netflix and his performance in that is a plus he's also in the movie the devil all the time with Robert Pattinson on Netflix did you see that car I don't like drama like I just want to watch like bones on Hulu it's true it's pretty dark I don't like things that make me cry so you don't like dark things I don't like things that make me cry but um he's did this make you cry no but it is really dark and very Yeah, very, everyone is, yeah, it's very, very dark, but it's really good. What's his face? Um, Spider-Man guy. What's his Tom, name? Tom, Tom Holland. Holland, yeah. He's in it. <laughs> He's in it. So anyways, I just want to give a shout out to Harry Melling, who is just like killing it and his performance and literally everything is good. And I don't know why people don't talk about him more because I really enjoyed him in The Queen's Gambit and I think he's just slaying it. Um and he's really come a long way. He is no longer Dudley. So I think it would have I mean, been I pigeonholed. Didn't even know he was Dudley. So I guess you're right. He technically yeah, is good. very far away from that. Yeah. So I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, not. I will die on this rock. I love him so much. Please, please. I haven't seen I, him Go in watch anything. the big season. He's so good. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. If anyone has seen The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, it's like almost like a series of short stories. And his short story is also very, very dark. But, um, interesting he seems like a very dramatic actor now because in in queen's gambit he was very nice but like he wasn't a humor kind of guy you know what i mean he was just like he's like i'm trying to just uh rule rule the world and you know bang beth i think that kind of used him a little bit i mean they were friends in the end that man is a doormat i know but he got his teeth fixed for her he did he he, was like uh, ew i was like (laughs) he did that was nice (laughs) all this connects he she's known him since her first chess competition right deadly he is a recurring recurring character um along with the guy from love actually which we will be introduced to later ben benny benny watts thomas brody sankster thank you and he's like how old is he does it say his age he's gotta be like only 24 which is crazy because in love actually he was like 13 but he played like a seven-year-old oh he's he was born in 1990 so he is he's 30 31 30 31 
30? 31. Well. 31 in May. Oh, good for him. Happy birthday almost. Um, <laughs> so there's some men during best career that like kind of stick out and are there for her because of just kind of like skipping ahead because guys, listen, there's so much information in Queen's Gambit and it is so great. Highly recommend. But like another um, pivotal moment before her downfall is that her mom dies because she has some old timey, what's that? Hepatitis. Hepatitis. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. She dies of hepatitis, which is like- Like in Argentina crazy. or something. Yeah. While Beth is doing a competition, she doesn't show for it. And also it's kind of alluding to prior to all this that her mom definitely has a drinking problem. She drinks all since the beginning. That time. Yeah. Since she was the one who gave Beth her first drink. That's right. It was kind of like a bonding moment for them, actually. Well, whoopsies, so, I guess, right? Work yeah. Out. So she essentially like kind of drinks herself to death and dies while Beth is at this competition, which leaves Beth the like, final. She's at the final. Yeah. Her mom doesn't show the up. Final. Yeah. yeah. Does she lose? She loses. No, she does she win. I think she wins. And she was like, mom, where the fuck were you? Yeah, and she like becomes back and, and she doesn't wake up. Yeah, that's like Buffy and- the Vampire Slayer. If you ever see that episode where her mom's on the couch, that's like a really good episode. No, no. Oh, no. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Yeah, Bueller. <laughs> but I felt for her because I feel like Beth at that point is still sort of a child. And she's not really well equipped to kind of deal with that you know no one I feel like Beth is her head is so focused on chess that she doesn't like learn all of these kind of basic things that her mm-hmm. mom sort of did for her so when she loses her mom not only does she lose her best friend because she doesn't really have many friends she loses her best friend when her mom passes away and then suddenly mm-hmm. she's thrust into a situation where she realizes that she doesn't know a lot of things yeah. and she has to contact she's the ex-husband by herself she's by like, herself mm-hmm. how so, she buy this out like how is she even is she in high school still when this happened i think she's at least eight i think she's at least over the age of 18 or 18 years old me and matt when we were watching it we were kind of trying to keep track of the timeline because they do flash right. the years but they're pretty much short clips of time like by the time yeah. she wins she's still very much in her early 20s she's like 22 um, yeah something really Super young, young. Mm-hmm. um but it's pretty confusing because at one point like she graduates from high school and then like she's competing in like huge tournaments so i wouldn't i would yeah. assume that she's probably not much older than 18 during that time i forget so imagine being an 18 year old like genius and then your mom just died and you're truly alone because you, you have know no other nothing family, about her orphan. family nothing at all so she she has to basically take all, her mom's dead body back with her so she can do what she does with it and now she has this house to herself and she kind of starts to unravel this is where i think yeah we really see her start to like lose it just go on yeah totally go on another page there's that pivotal moment where she's flying back and she you know she sees the casket going into the plane and she's sitting there and she doesn't know what to do with herself and so she orders a martini just like her mom did and she kind mm-hmm. of starts to mirror her mother and I think naturally Beth's got like an addictive personality and that is just like the tipping point Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. this is where like we the viewers have known she's like a little special you know she's been popping pills since she was like seven years old so we know that there's something going up and then when she gets home she does start to drink, but before that, that's so Dudley, hello, welcome Dudley again. He shows up at her door 
and she's like hey this is like crazy do you want to like move in and he's like yeah. what <laughs> but does anyone else think it's weird that she's in town for like five minutes she walks into the house and then her phone rings I just think that that is crazy weird timing I understand that it's a TV oh you show. say he's a peeping Tom or like I- was intentional on his end if he was being a creep because he saw it in like the news because I'm sure it made the news at that point she's like a famous chess player but like she gets home the phone rings 10 minutes it is fortuitous because I think it's really good for her to have someone there um Mm -hmm. but I just thought like oh how convenient for the show she's home drops her luggage phone rings oh hello next piece of storyline you know, when you're Netflix, you just got to get them off. Now, you know, they're coming out with new stuff all the time. They can't wait. Alex, they said seven episodes and that's all we are getting. So we got to. I guess. I, you're she, such a writer. I'm, I'm so like, hard on happen. I was and like, she like, can't put her bags down and then the phone rings. I, okay. She doesn't even right. unpack them. You're right. She doesn't. She doesn't. Her luggage yeah, is just, like in the living room and he comes over for dinner like the same day. Yeah, he just is like living boyfriends like one That's minute right. later. It's crazy. Yeah. And that goes okay. Oh, <laughs> she takes advantage boring. of him. They bang. Yeah. yeah. She there's a part which I thought was so funny is when they're banging, like they're done banging in bed. She's like reading. And he's like, um, you know, like, hey, what's what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, Oh, you can go if you want. And he's like, Oh. All right, so she like is using him. What yeah, just goes to the room him? across the hall. Yeah, it's like thanks, thanks mm. for the bang. Bye, bye, roommate. Bye, kind of brother. I guess like weird brother. <laughs> like a porn brother. <laughs> so like not really your brother, but like your brother. You know. Oh. You know. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, poor guy. Poor guy. He gets bamboozled, but luckily he has enough dignity to realize he's being bamboozled, and he leaves. And once. He leaves. Beth is like, oh shit. He and calls her out on her shit too. He calls yeah, he her out. Mm-hmm. He goes, hey, I noticed these pills. And I and bless his heart because I think he did it what he knows what's good for himself and he knows what's good for Beth. And he's like, hey, like, I, it's not good for me to be here. And I, it's not good for me to be here for you either because I'm not helping you anymore. And mm-hmm. hey, I see the pills and I'm calling you out on your bullshit and you need to stop. And she gets super defensive and he leaves. And guess what happens? Tailspin huge tailspin is that are we at the point where she just like loses it in her house it's right after she's that like, drink it yeah she goes like on a, a it's like a three-day binge or something crazy something crazy. and she's like yeah popping pills drinking and then she ends up falling and hitting her head and i thought she was like gonna die so like, Me too. yeah i'm like this is the end of queen gambit she's dies in her living room um but she only gets up because she has to go play at like that elementary school she's that is the only moment of the entire series she looks like shit and is like a hot Mm -hmm. mess stumbling smoking cigarettes her eyeliner is like super shitty just she did like that crazy like 70s design i am so glad i was not committed to that (laughs) like i'm not in that era it's a tough look it was a tough look i'd be a wreck by the end of the day (gasps) do i look like good with the like do i look (laughs) she did not plot twist she did not and she ends up not performing or playing she bails uh someone shows up doesn't someone show up or she's called out and then she just leaves it's um the benny guy i swear benny shows up or is it the brothers 
I don't know, but someone shows up and she's so frazzled Mm -hmm. that she bails. And and I think that's the first time that like, she really abandons chess, like for Mm -hmm. a a hot minute, she goes home. And I think she like, just drinks more at that point. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember when Betty comes in. Oh, excuse me. There's a cat Hold on. here. Everybody, this is really important. Juno has entered the room. Juno, hey. what do you want? Juno, Juno, what's your opinion on Queen's Gambit? Um, if Juno was a character in the Queen's Gambit, what do you think she, who she would be? <laughs> I think she'd be- I was one. gonna say that like, she's kind of Benny because she's kind of a know-it-all. <laughs> oh, that's- Good. That's real. Juno, would you open with the Queen's Gambit? Would you? Please, Juno. Are you moving your pawn first? Juno, where are you going? <laughs> Anyways, um, I first Betty. Betty. Okay. When does Betty come into the series again? Very early. Very early when she's still wearing that one dress from the orphanage when she goes to that competition. And he's and there. Uh huh. But he's not playing. Yeah, he's all he's this mysterious guy for a while. I feel like he Indiana looks like Jones. the crocodile Dundee of Love Actually. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> I like that. He has like, a crazy hat and trench coat and like a belt or something, something. weird, like something odd about him. But he he is a reoccurring character, like Dudley, because he shows up a couple times and they get together after not get together but they meet after her kind of like downward spiral they go to in that bar where's the bar they go to the bar at that tournament yeah she tries to hit on him and he's like you can come to new york but we're not sleeping together and then he like gets up and leaves and she's like (sighs) oh my god and he's like don't drink you lush calm down (laughs) and she could Plot twist, she keeps drinking and they sleep together. So like, did that work Eventually. out? I don't know. So this <laughs> is kind of Beth, true, it's very true. Yeah. This is like, Beth, Beth hit her lowest point and now we're on like an upward trajectory. Very yeah, she slowly. hits it right before uh, Benny comes and kind of like rescues her. And it really is the help mm-hmm. that she needs because he's like, hey, if you want to be great, this you want to go to Russia and play? Yeah, go to Russia? You got to clean up your shit. Mm-hmm. He makes and her stay he, on an air mattress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He lives oh, no. in the worst apartment ever. Terrible, gross, which is shocking because everybody, including Beth, assumed that he was kind of like wealthy just because he has won and played so many yeah. games. And there he is in this garbage apartment, and they literally all day, every day, chess, 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 chess. Like they, that's all they do. They yeah. just play until enter in an angel, her soon. A lover we shall meet again from the beginning <laughs> yeah. um so they have a like this is important too because i feel like this is important to beth's sexuality mm-hmm. because we've seen beth at this point i think she has had sex with a dweeb guy and dudley and both of those times you could tell she wasn't too stoked about him all right she wasn't yeah. satisfied yeah. so in she go she's with benny she's in new york and in walk these like um two dudes that are his friend and this woman comes in and instantly you can tell. Like French model. Of course, of course. She's smoking the long cigarettes. Yeah. And you can tell immediately there's an attraction and you're like, okay, cool. I like that. I think part of it is Beth's not around like really feminine, strong women. And Mm -hmm. 
part of her attraction to her was also like just a little bit of everything. She kind of embodied who I think Beth kind of always wanted to be like, you know, and she was all of these things. I think it's everyone always feeling this imposter syndrome. You know, this French woman comes in and she's smoking a cigarette and she's really pretty and she's really confident in her sexuality. And, you know, she goes to Paris and I think Paris, I I think Beth looks at her and is like, oh, like she's all the things I want to be. But I think Mm -hmm. Beth is even better than that, like almost in a way. But I just feel like the woman represented, um, like just uh, the type of woman like Beth might have wanted to be even though she's like super stylish and all this sort of stuff there was something glamorous about the the woman to Beth that made her immediately attracted to her maybe romantically I I don't even know if she knew it at the time but definitely friendship wise Mm -hmm. something was she was definitely attracted to her in all ways you are such a writer because you are like the teacher who they're like what color is the sky (laughs) And you're like blue and they're like, what does that mean? And you're like, it's just the color of the sky. And they're like, it means depression. Like they go in and that's so good though, because when I watched it, I was just like, they want to bang. Like that's it. So I was like, well, there's, there's definitely the tension, but I, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely but felt like, like. I like your, yeah. that makes way more sense. I was like, oh no, they're going to bang. Like, you know, this, this is what's going to happen. But you're like, because of all these, that's why they're attracted to each other. Love that chef's kiss. <laughs> Writer chef's kiss. Yes. And then she's chef's like, kiss. oh, if you're ever in Paris give me a call and yeah and then and then she does then, then she wow. kind of does the um <laughs> she bangs I, benny that night she does the night I, that she meets so uh, you know what girl. i think it was i think a little bit because she could see she was already flirtatious with benny and then she saw that the woman had some sexual history with benny and then when they left mm. I feel like it's a little territorial i think beth wanted a taste of what maybe that woman had and also I, like yep completely agree. you know yeah I just I love that or like maybe she's just like really horny and she's like well I can't have the the main dish I gotta have the appetizer I guess (laughs) like all pits about it so another you know another chess guy that she hooks up with you go girlfriend but I don't think they really carry on a relationship very longer because she ends up leaving pretty angrily but I don't remember why no there's a lot of irony here because Beth had slept with all of these dudes, but she was always the one who kind of put them onto the side, right? Was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm done with you now. I think she actually really did like Benny and she was starting to realize Mm -hmm. what she wanted out of these sexual, you know, exploitations. And she's Mm -hmm. in bed with Benny. And what's funny about it is Benny is actually just the male version of her. So what happens is they have sex, they're laying in bed. And while she's there kind of waiting for Benny to like either cuddle her or say something or make a move, he brings up chess and says you should do the blah 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 move when you play Borgov and she like turns around and is like ah and she gets all pissed off because I think that she wanted more out of it but that's yes. literally kind of what she kind what of she does. did so Ben is really just like a tight like just like her and it's just it's so much irony because I think that she was kind of ready for something romantic but um but in a way that almost makes it for me at least seem like that makes them good together like that they're kind of the yeah. same person and they should have probably just talked about it but she definitely got up and stormed out but they had just fucked she's like they're waiting for him and then he's like you should do the blah 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 move when you play Borgov and she's like ah. but she's like I will bite yeah. with you she's like that's what you have to say so gotta go to Paris instead yeah and then she bails I don't think I think she mm-hmm. leaves and she he gets really pissed off and then like I think when she goes she needs him and he calls she calls him and he's pissed off at her and he kind of goes don't call again 
Do you yeah, remember done that? With you. It's just like I'm yeah. done with you, like type of thing. So I, I that's also I think part of you know I think Beth is a really controlled person. Like I, I, it may seem like she goes out of alcohol is like and pills are like her vice, but everything else is very much always the ball is always in her court. And I feel like yeah. he is this outlier for her that she cannot control, and that makes her want to rely on him a little bit because because of that. Um, but he's not having it. He won't let her control him and he's like, no, no I'll help you and I'm there for you but no it's not gonna I'm not interested another person who walks out on her because mm-hmm. they know that it's just like a toxic situation yeah. so the men and the men they know not to be fucked with respect from Hurricane Beth in the nicest way possible because <laughs> yeah. she is an angel yeah. so that happens but I don't think she instead of like drinking she kind of stops all that doesn't she become temporarily sober until she starts to realize her ways because i think mm-hmm. like at that point she goes to paris and well, she has to no, no, no. drink no 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 right she does she tries not to and then she drinks and then she ends up seeing that french chick in paris she shows up yes. she's like oh i heard you were in town for a tournament shows up at her hotel the french chick ends up asking her to drink and beth is like i can't i have a tournament tomorrow i'm doing I'm not yeah i'm going to she's in a room and then she's like uh, and, she, and the chick is like oh well i'll be here if you yeah, change your mind if you want to if you want to come down uh, beth uh, tries her hard to resist ends up coming down and ends up having drinks with her and they actually end up mm-hmm. flirting with those boys at the bar remember because they're staring at the two because they're both really beautiful and you think that they're gonna go sleep with one of the boys that they go and flirt with turns mm-hmm. out Beth wakes up the next morning now we're back at the first scene of the very, very beginning first. of the show yep. um, and you find out it's her in it's bed her. Like, oh, nice. she slept with the girl and she's super hungover and ends up doing the exact opposite of everything that she said because she was like as long mm-hmm. as I'm back in the room by x amount of time um and she ends up showing up to the and this, that was like the first time that she had ever played Borgoff who she would wanted to play her you hear about you just hear this name and you see him in magazines and and newspapers and um actually that's actually the timeline she goes and plays him it's uh he she's sort of a hot mess it's she loses she loses mm-hmm. to borgov and then i think she's she hung over as she, shit she's too. sweating and everybody she magazines like, are like yeah she drinks like 10 glasses of water and has to go to the bathroom and she's just like losing it and then when she loses she calls benny i think something like that happens and he's like i heard you were drunk and she's like i wasn't drunk and then they get into this argument and that's actually what happens i think if i'm if i'm recalling correctly that sounds about right to me ma'am because now so we you know we were at an upward trajectory and then that moment we were kind of plateaued and now we're going up baby yeah this, now we're at this like the it. last episode or last two episodes and this is where she turns her life around she gets rid of everything she doesn't use the pills anymore she doesn't drink she fights she, it she brings it and she, she fights throws yeah it away. throws it because mm-hmm, she doesn't need it because she now has the opportunity to go to russia and play ultimately against Borgoff again, but she has to defeat all these other yeah, people. Yeah, a little bit down the and line. A little bit down the oh. line. But oh. this is where we're going up, baby. Yeah. What? But remember, she gets the invite to play Russia. So that we get this pivotal. Actually, actually, Kara, when I think back on it, 
I think that she tailspins a little bit because Jolene, the best friend, shows up. Remember, she goes back home oh, and then she gets invited yeah. to play in Russia mm-hmm. and she needs the money and they're trying to get the mm-hmm. Christian group to pay her way. And then she realizes yes. that like she doesn't want to be paid by them because she doesn't represent them. And Benny's like, what the yes. hell are you thinking? And then like she goes, I think on one last bender and Jolene shows up. And when she shows up, all suddenly there's beer cans and shit everywhere. The mess. And she and Jolene comes in super hard, you know, like she is at the very beginning. You know, she's much younger now. She's older. She's like a paralegal with like a hot sugar daddy lawyer, and Mm -hmm. uh, comes in and calls her out on her BS. Is like you got to clean up, and um, and she does. And I think it's actually the help of her friend that that is the pivotal point because she ends up asking her for money. Do you remember that? She ends up, or not asking her for money, she offers the money because Jolene yes. is the one and-, and To go to Russia, if, yeah. To go to Russia, because if Beth wins, she can pay her back tenfold. Mm-hmm. And Beth is like, well, what if I lose? And she's like, it's fine. It's worth it. Yeah, it is what um, it is. Yeah, you but were they totally go back. Right. I they go back forgot. to see the orphanage yep. together too. I totally forgot about that. And that is so important to mm-hmm. the story because if she didn't run into Jolene, she wouldn't have gone to Russia. She yeah. Wouldn't- yeah wouldn't have worked out would have been she just died i don't know something bad would happen well i think at that point beth feels like she's lost everyone she's lost her mom she lost harry the dudley guy she lost benny and at this point she starts to feel like it's because of her right she starts Mm -hmm. to feel like she's losing everyone even like she has those flashbacks about her childhood everything starts to come very much full circle and and i think that um that it's and it's really sad because she starts to think that it's because of me and some of it is her fault especially like losing Benny and and Harry and and even he comes back and she's sort of shitty to him and all that sort of stuff but it's really you know blip on the radar at this point but she's in this really low point where she has no one and then Jolene shows up on her doorstep and it's like her her saving grace you know, and Mm -hmm. it lifts her up and she gets her shit together and to get to go to Russia and all this sort of stuff. She ends up getting to go to Russia with Jolene's help and having that like existential crisis going back to the orphanage, seeing Dr. Shage, because she, because actually I'm trying to remember now. Now I feel bad. That's true. But wait, uh, he dies. So Jolene comes back and I forgot this part, which Cara, you had just mentioned with that she's calling her and she actually comes back because uh, Dr. Scheibel is, has passed away and they Mm -hmm. go to the funeral together. And I totally forgot about that. They go to the funeral together and they go back to during this time where, you know, Beth is having that existential crisis and they go back to the orphanage and she goes back to like the basement where his office was. She sees this little corner with like, the history of her life and their photos and it's like this full circle like moment that like so he never sad. stopped caring and she never mm-hmm. like reached out and it's just like I think now that I'm saying it I feel like she loses everyone and then she never checked up on Dr. Scheibel but obviously she considered him sort of a father figure and then like mm-hmm. goes back to you know he passes away finds out that he's been following her all along and I feel like with the part of Jolene coming back into her life and losing this person who she probably wishes she re- reconnected with. She's like, I got to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. I got to clean up my act. I got to get back on track because if I don't get myself back on track after seeing Dr. Mr. Scheibel following her life, then like, what have I been doing all this time? Mm-hmm. What have I been working for? Mm-hmm. So gets back on track with uh, Jolene's help, which is pretty awesome. And I love their conversations and, um, 
and what that means to Beth. And with her help, she gets to go to Russia and like kick ass. And she does, uh, man. She destroys them all. And then murders them. Yeah. And it's a long journey. It feels like that's the moment that she's really been working for since the beginning of the show. It's like the dream to go to Russia. It's because chess is like a huge thing in Russia. It's like, you know, um, what's funny is, um, this is a total like ridiculous side note, but um, I just recently watched the, the sounds like it doesn't connect, but I swear it does, is I just recently watched all the Austin Powers movies. And in the second movie, um, Ivanka Humpalot, which is the model that Austin Powers is taking photos of, she goes, oh do you know what we do to stay warm in Russia? And he's like, I have some ideas. And she's like, we play chess. And he's like, I guess wrong. <laughs> that one is really good impersonations. That yes. was very impressive. That Austin thank, you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. 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 Well, I am trying to say that in Russia, they play chess to stay warm, probably, because there's nothing else to do in Russia during the 70s. I don't know. That's a good point. No phones. So, Russia is like, the capital of chess and uh she gets to go but like there's this moment where i think she feels when she leaves after this huge journey that she's been on that she's going alone she's got jolene who really helped her get to that point but she feels like she's lost a lot until she gets that call in her mm-hmm. hotel room and it's like from everybody researching with her telling her how to do it because there's this big theme because, you know, obviously chess is a huge part of it, but the U.S. chess culture is really different than the Russian chess culture, which is ironic because you never really, I mean, not to pigeonhole Russian people, but they don't seem like team players, but in the world of chess, they are definitely team players, where when she is in that tournament and she's on the, they're having trouble beating her, the Russians, she catches, even though they're all opponents playing against each other, the Russians are all in a room discussing the game. That was not Mm -hmm. something you would see in a U.S. chess tournament because it's more very dog eat dog world like hey we might be both americans but i'm not gonna we're not on the same team but for russia it was much bigger than that so i think it was this great moment in the show where she gets this phone call and she has all of her friends through her chess journey calling her doing the research for her helping her along it was this like great team moment and this Mm -hmm. great pivotal moment for her that she didn't lose it all that there are people that still care and for support her and then some people just they make mistakes and and uh and you can come back you can come back from it Mm -hmm. bitch does she come back because guess what (gasps) she fucking wins she fucking wins she wins against borgoff borgro whatever his fucking name is she wins she, she takes gets, it all she takes mm-hmm. it all and she has that cute moment with Luchenko, who's like her idol chess player and she's so nervous to play him and then she beats him and he like shakes her hand he's like you truly are amazing and it's like oh she's like thank you i know <laughs> i am aware <laughs> thank you but um like when she wins it's just so awesome because when she exits and like every every day when she's there the crowd of women outside keeps getting bigger and bigger and when she steps out after she wins it is madness in a good way everyone's like and also guess who shows up in russia to support her towns gay best friend yeah they don't nothing you know honestly i was kind of 
it happens. He was there. That's important. I'm yeah. kind of over the storyline. I was like, yeah, whatever. Nothing really happens. Well, you know, I think it uh, is redeeming. I feel like um, Towns was shitty for leading. I'm not going to lie. I think Towns was shitty for being there in Vegas with his boyfriend. Definitely mm-hmm. brings her back to his room for some sort of intention. Like whether mm-hmm. he wanted to take photos of her. But I think that he was flirtatious. I think there was something there. And then mm-hmm. it like, I don't know if maybe he meant it to be romantic, but that definitely as the viewer, you were led on to think it was romantic. Maybe his actual intent was to say, hey, like I'm gay. I have a boyfriend, but you know, I care for you. But he never got a chance to do it because his boyfriend ended up showing up so when she leaves I feel like as a as the viewer you want to like Towns I think he's a good guy and you feel for him Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways but it's hard for you to fully adore him at that point so I felt like they brought him back because because I liked their friendship I think I thought they were really supportive and I liked their combos there definitely was I enjoyed their connection but I feel like Mm -hmm. the only reason they brought him back at the end was to give him that lord sort of redeeming quality that after it all and that he kindly finally gets his opportunity to apologize for everything that he's done and like talks her through it and um and is it gets to with all the with all the veils gone whether he's hiding the fact that he's you know gay and all this sort of stuff they can finally focus on being friends there's no Mm -hmm. there's no barriers anymore now they can truly be who they are with each other so I think that that was just the moment for the show to allow them to have that redeeming moment to go this is an important relationship and and it's okay to for Mm -hmm. everything that they've gone through at that point so it felt like slightly unnecessary but I can see for like his character arc that um that reconnection was nice and I think that it he she's always been attached to that guy he you know he was there when she was 14 when she had the first tournament she's known him forever she's known him the longest yeah yeah so i just the longest I think I'm with you that I was kind of like oh this is unnecessary it's a little bit over but it was like a nice a nice toss but yeah like like, here you go yeah here you go audience but no one really cares because She's a winner. She doesn't mean no man, okay, or woman, <laughs> apparently, because after she wins, it's a huge thing, and America's already like, all right, girl, we're gonna take you on the biggest chess tour ever. Let's go, let's go. Like, you are part of us now. And she's like, actually, skirt, stop the car. She hops out on her way to the airport, and she just goes to the sweetest, like, old man garden. You know, just a bunch of old men growing, (laughs) hanging out, and they're all playing chess. And she just gets out, sits down with um, a random old dude chess player and starts playing him. And they know who she is, but they know who she is. And all these people, they go, she just won. And then it's like, done. She's here. And it's like, boom, Queen's Gambit. And I believe they are not making a season two, which I'm very happy about, because I think it ended perfectly yeah I don't think that there's I don't need to know more Mm -mm. no I feel like if they added more it'd be so unnecessary and it would be less meaningful because her journey from like child in orphanage with drug addiction that they definitely did to her to chess champion of the world I mean Mm -hmm. like I think that's it's done that's a quote what else are we gonna learn about you know like her trying to do taxes like I don't know that's, <laughs> yeah that's it like I think it ended so well like that whole last episode with her being Russia in Russia uh, it was just so good it was so yeah. good everything closed out and we don't ever hear from 
anybody else again too i mean it just literally closes on that boom we don't no, see what happened to her boys nothing it, i guess the only thing that would have been awesome to see i mean you do see them like cheer her on when he when they find out she's one but like mm-hmm. is what it was like like it would i don't want it but it would be cool if um mm-hmm. if you got to see what happened when she goes back to see all of the friends and they all came together um, yeah. to to support her and like that party afterwards you know like be nice. Benny, yeah, I, well, I wonder if she ends up with Benny. Benny do you think she ends up with Benny honestly I don't even know if she goes back to America like I really left it so open-ended like she's just like okay like yeah. she's just somebody who's gonna do her own thing like she won what she wanted to win and now she's like now what what do I do yeah now what? old men maybe we're not ever supposed to wonder we're just supposed to be like that's it I mean you did it you know, she kind of asks that in the series. She's like, what mm-hmm. happens afterwards? I, I don't know if she really even knows. Uh, isn't that yeah. a part in the show where she's just like, you know, what happens when you reach the pivotal point? Like, I forget who she has that conversation with in the show, but I think that part is part of her worry. But I think at the very end of the show, when she wins, it's kind of like, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I've, doesn't matter. I've, got it. I've got it. I'm a bad bitch it. and I've got this. And I'm out of here. And she is a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. And close scene close scene (laughs) (laughs) so i i think you definitely had some really good perspective on stuff that i didn't even think about because you're seriously when i say you're a writer it's the best thing because you think of things so surface level like i was just watching it bitch i was like okay cool 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 cool. but like you had some like metaphors in there you really explained some things which i hadn't even thought of which i was like oh my god you're right bitch you're right oh well thank you but thank you also for reining me in when i'm also like hey her drug addiction is serious and you're like chill it's a netflix show They got to wrap this shit up, all right? They got to make more Love Island. They got to make more, uh, <laughs> the, have you heard of that new show, Bling something? Uh, Bling thing. It's the, the, uh. Bling Dynasty. Bling Dynasty. With, like, is that the, what it is? Yes, it is. It's something like yeah. that, um, where it's, like, the, in Beverly Hills, there's, like, an mm-hmm. elite group of, like, Asian families who are really well connected with each other, and they're yeah. just, like, billionaires, and I have not watched it, but I've Maybe we should do, maybe we should watch that, too. Maybe, I, that's a, that's yeah. a yeah. that I could definitely that's go down. I know, but sorry, actually, like, have you seen it? <laughs> concluding, so obviously we liked Queen's Gambit. We there's really enjoyed it. There's cover. a yeah. lot, uh, thanks for following us with on this journey. I know we were hopping around. I don't know if it made any sense but overall we really enjoyed uh the queen's gambit and uh we hope you enjoyed this episode but Cara, if you had to close this out what was your favorite part of queen's gambit i just want like an overall what was your favorite thing i think it's funny that people are like so easily influenced by netflix they're like oh shit yeah number one on netflix i'm gonna watch it about chess and like people fucking love it like i just love it's about chess like what the fuck no nobody cares it's about pretty chess. awesome I mean, no offense, I think chess is cool. My baby thinks chess is cool, but like, that's just so funny how it just started like this giant wave of people who are like, who knows, I'd be really good at chess now, yeah. right? Or would just be interested in it. I like that. I know it's not like a specific scene or anything, but just I like the overall subject of it being chess. It's funny. Joke's on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even actually talk about how Benny is the little kid from Love Actually. That was also something he, that we, we didn't really yeah, touch on. Is. He is. is. I mean, he looks he like is. a man child, even in Queen's Gambit. I also just want to like point that out. Um, I do feel uncomfortable. He is kind of just the mustache he has. And all the leather. Right? 
yeah, a lot of leather. It's just an interesting wardrobe choice, but I like it. Yeah, okay. I thought it was funny to see him in the in the show. I was like, oh, this guy, this kid. I this mean, guy, guy, who man, is he? I don't know. Man, looks like person. a child. I don't know. What was your favorite part? Mm. Person, place, thing, food, clothing of Queen's Gambit. I don't know. Mm. Well, I had a favorite moment. I just love that moment when she's in Russia and mm-hmm. she's kind of like, and she's sort of like um, come to terms with the fact that she's doing it alone and mm-hmm. she's got this process and she's really calculated about it. And then the phone rings and it's like this total submission to her situation. It's mm-hmm. like, it, it, she's, and it's kind of beautiful how she's like, this is it. This is what I've worked for and I'm in it. And I've worked hard because she's recovered with Jolene and it's all helpful, but she's like, come completely committed to the situation and then her phone rings Mm -hmm. and it's all of her friends in the United States all the chess books are open they're ready and they're researching it for her and I just and it's like this level up moment for her she was already really impressive right before then she's totally fully committed she's 100% in but when her friends call her it's almost like a power up and she's yeah. got this great team and I just love that little camaraderie I'm like a that's sucker that's so sweet like, little sucker and like mm-hmm. that's Benny's very cute like I got you and I'm just like yeah so that was a nice moment that was a very nice it. moment I, like I really like wrapped up the whole series too I, I, I definitely do and then all the all of the dudes that are part of her life who helped her get to where she is because uh it wasn't easy so um mm-hmm. you know no one can fault her for her drug and alcohol addiction um because it, you know if that wasn't her fault like the way that she was brought up and she had so many different hurdles so I just mm-hmm. thought that was a really sweet way uh, and again it's another one of those things where it's definitely like the cinematic part of the Netflix series where like I don't think you get anything monumentally sad of course the loss of her mom is very very sad but overall it just was a very feel-good moment and I'm all about yeah good moments I so um, feel good overall guys we liked it yeah. I don't know if you could tell or not but like we were into it you should we like were check into it out it. So, I mean, like, I don't know why you listened if you haven't like watched it because we ruined it. But you guys should watch it <laughs> if you have it, and we're probably gonna read the book. Yeah, we're probably yeah, gonna read definitely. The book. I'm so, all sorts of curious. Uh, published in 1983, um, which I didn't just had no idea that it's been around that long. So very, mm. very interesting uh, that it took this long to get the show to be on Netflix. So. No, who's laughing yeah. now, Walter? Yeah, who's laughing right? now? Who's fucking laughing now, idiots? Done. Yeah, <laughs> we're laughing, right? Uh, but so, guys, uh, thank you cool, so much whatever. for joining us. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure this is going to be a long episode where we just like talk <laughs> a bunch of crap on Queen's Gambit, but good crap, good crap. We overall crap. really, really liked it. Um, Agreed. This is our first core sort of discussion of 2021. Uh, Cara, what are our plans? What, what do we, we're actually going to read a book for the next episode. This one, yeah. we like to switch it up between pop culture, shows and TV and all that sort of stuff. Uh, like whatever books. we're feeling. Whatever, whatever we're, feeling. we're feeling. So uh, yeah, yeah. we're still pairing it with some alcohol, with some booze, yeah, sometimes booze. wheat Pair- tea. I'm going to eat Chipotle like immediately after this. Like I was Sounds like trying good. to look up Chipotle on my iPad to look at the menu, but it wasn't loading. And I was like, God, what am I going to get? Um, but we are going to talk next about The Invisible Life of Abby LaRue. And I have already read it. I read it so fast. And Alex hasn't read it. And I'm so excited because it is so good. 
I'm really so excited good. to get this book. It's I bought very the book. good. It's been it's on my bookshelf. Big. And, um, it's pretty big. Yeah, I. but I. every person I've talked to who has read this book friggin' loves it, so I'm very excited to talk about it. So definitely keep an eye out on our next uh, episode where we will be talking about that book and kind of diving into what? it as always. Um, so we can't wait to bring that to you. Um, we so can't, guys. We can't. And uh, if you like this episode, do not forget to subscribe on Apple or follow us on Spotify and follow us on Instagram. And if you really liked us, leave us a review. We would love it. It would help That'd out be nice. a lot. It would be great. Um, yeah. But other than that, I guess goodbye, Biblia bitches. Goodbye, Biblia bitches. Goodbye, everybody.